Episode 174, we break down the exciting new partnership between One Bass and Bassmaster Bass Nation to better serve the West Coast bass anglers. Hope you enjoy this episode. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. The bass fishing anglers of out west have felt like they've gotten the shaft for a long time and they've wanted more access and more qualifying trails to get to the classic, to make the elites. And I feel like Bassmaster and One Bass have built at least the start of that bridge, hopefully, give a little more access to the anglers in the west. And we're going to talk about that tonight. And then we'll get into some bass fishing talk. Q&A, whatever else we're going to talk about. But we're going to start the show diving in deep to the newly found partnership between One Bass and Bassmaster slash Bass Nation. So tonight's Hello Bass Live is presented by Arsenal Fishing and boosted by Powerhouse Lithium. So what's going on, everybody? Looks like uh, sounds good, looks good, according to the audience here. So, yes. So if you missed it last night, Billy Egan... Uh, went on Facebook Live and he shared kind of the kind of did a he did a video announcement of the press release and then kind of did a Q and A about this. So we're going to dig into that and kind of give my thoughts on: Is this really good? Is this uh, where we need to be? Is this just a first step? So we'll kind of cover that in a little more tonight. <clears throat> so Tom, Carol, Brian, Bill, Chris, yes. So Billy Egan is, I don't think he was like the founder, but he's been like the main guy leading One Bass, which is, I think, Western Outdoor News, the, the West Coast Circuit. Billy Egan's been kind of the leader, president of that, I'm not sure, owner, exactly, for quite some time. So the U.S. Open, it has been on Lake Mead for years, it's been on Mojave the last two years, you know, $100,000 payout. It's probably one of the most storied tournaments in bass fishing outside of like the classic uh the bfl all-american and you know maybe the cup at one point but i think as far as now in the history of the cup being blown up i would say that the uh you know classic bfl all-american maybe the bass nation championship and then i'd put the u.s open right there in that that same conversation so that's kind of the nutshell and that's kind of the biggest tournament out in West, you, you know, big money, uh, you win boats. They have a circuit now uh, where they fish four circuits plus the, uh, the U S open. And they've kind of combined now instead of, cause like Bassmaster used to have a, a Western open series a Bassmaster opens in the West uh, where anglers, you know, I think back in the day, like, and I'm, I don't know, have all the numbers here, but I think back in the day, like Skeet Reese and Ish Monroe and some of those OG California anglers, Aaron Martins, probably got their start in the Western Opens. Um, 
<clears throat> and but at some point the numbers weren't there bassmaster couldn't justify having the bassmaster opens they kind of reeled those in and uh you know bassmaster has dabbled going out there for a couple tournaments every now and then but those are just for the touring pros so there's been a long gap for anybody in the bass side of things bass nation bassmaster other than the bass nation to have a bridge to make the classic to make the elites and they've kind of put some things in place. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, other tournaments out there. They, you know, uh, and that have come and gone. Uh, the Wild West Bass Trail came and gone. The Apex was the coolest and hottest thing, and that turned into a fraud. They ran out with a bunch of money. Um, FLW now MLF has had uh, BFLs. They've had the Toyota Series is still out there. They get okay numbers, but it's from the sounds of it, it's literally on the brink of like whether it's going to something they can bring back every year. Um, at one point they had the FLW Western series that paid out big money. I know like Justin Lucas got his start in that. So, I mean, there's been some stuff that has started out there and, but one bass has been established out there a long time. They have their uh, pro-am style shared weight events where they have like their pro and their triple a uh, uh, events and, and they're, they, they probably are the best drawing trail out there. They're the most established. They've got uh, a good stronghold. They've got a good crew of anglers that fishes with them. And it's been apparent for years now that it didn't economically make sense as much as everybody wants them to be out there. Uh, Bassmaster couldn't justify having a Western open series based on their participation and the cost and all that kind of stuff. So, what they've done is Bassmaster and Wombats have combined forces to support the West. And there's a press release out there. They did a live video on one bass uh, last night. I watched a good chunk of it, watched the replay. Um, let's see here. So they basically announced this new partnership. where highest payouts and prizes for anglers. But starting in 2024, and they say Western Mountain News is the longest running Western bass fishing tournament circuit. So rather than try to restart the opens or anything like that, um, they're going to combine forces. And basically, it's kind of like the team series that Bassmaster supports. So all the local trails can join in the team, like the Minnesota Bass Nation. Uh, I am sure where you live, there's some team trails that participate in the in the Bass Nation, where basically, they, depending on your participation, you can send like one or two, three teams to the you know the, the team championship. Well, now they've got this set up in this pro am style, where this one bass is now the affiliated like partner of the Bass Nation out in the West, and through their four qualifying tournaments each uh, throughout the season. Um, <clears throat> They will send five anglers and five co-anglers directly to the Bass, the new Bass Nation National Championship, was a, which is now a 250-boat tournament, which used to be a 50-boat tournament. Um, so basically, people can fish money tournaments uh, on kind of a regional scale and qualify for the Bass Nation National Championship, which means at that point, you're one uh, tournament away from the Bassmaster Classic. And if you win it, qualifying for the... Uh, Bassmaster Elite Series, and I think the second and third anglers also get registered or paid into the the opens. So it, it it opens a door and a path other than just fishing your local Bass Nation tournaments. 
Um, so basically, uh, people can choose to fish. So anybody that's in one bass, they just have to you know pay their like thirty five dollar Bass Nation uh, fee, and on top of their one bass and their entry fee. And then when they fish these tournaments, if they're in the top five of you know registered qualified Bass Nation registered anglers, then they can go to the Bass Nation National Championship. Colby says he's definitely in. Uh, Brian says hit the thumbs up. That's always helpful. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't seen too much people about complaining about it, Tyler. Um, but I'm sure there's always somebody. It's bass fishing. Somebody's always complaining about anything. Is it a perfect system? No, but I feel like it's a good step in the right direction, and I don't see anything but upside here. Um, I think the Bass Nation local states still get to send their automatic representatives. So California and Idaho and Oregon and Washington and Arizona and all those. Uh, I think there's basically 12 states that are lumped into this. Still get to send their direct qualifiers from their state qualifiers. So this is on top of that. Uh, I do feel like this is kind of in place. They So when they came out with the, the four... Um, series and i guess this never really was apparent to me and so for next year the, the nation qualifiers under the new system there's one in eufaula alabama there's one in the arkansas river mississippi river and lacrosse which is close to me and then lake shape plain was the northeast so you've kind of got a southeast a central a north central and a northeast literally as you look at this now there i think this has been in the works for a while and they're just now announcing it because uh the, there was nothing west of Muskogee, Alabama. So anybody that was in Idaho, Washington, Oregon, California, like the closest thing for them would literally be like that Oklahoma or that Minnesota tournament. So I think they knew about this and this was kind of their plan. So rather than them going out and running their own qualifiers out there, they were going to team up and kind of let one bass partnership run that and give more regional access to the West Coast anglers. Um <clears throat> So that's kind of, I think, how it unrolled here. So I'm going to show um, how the regional maps work out here. Let me I'll show you a second here. So this is the qualifier one. So all of these states here in the Bass Nation will get their automatic representatives uh, to this, the national championship, but they also get to send people directly to this qualifier to make sure they get registered. So that's his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there's basically a hundred people going to this qualifier automatic from each state. And then let me just uh, So then zone four is very northeast up to Champlain. I don't know what's that, 10 or so states. Not going to count all those tiny northeast states. <clears throat> and then you have the north qualifier, the number three qualifier. You can see this goes all the way from Ohio out to the west coast. So, you know, for me, the qualifiers in the cross this year, it's going to move around. Obviously, it's very you know, pretty centrally located for all these states. But once you get west of the Dakotas, that's that's a haul. And so now 
I don't know which one of these, but like these three states or these three states will get lumped into like the Shasta qualifier or or the Delta or whatever it is, and they'll get their automatic bids from there. And they'll have there'll be saving spots for each state where ten anglers from each state can participate in these one bass events. So they'll hold those spots for them so that uh, just because one bass like fills up their tournaments, they will uh, be able to fish those. Um, so this will satisfy, you know, these qualifiers will help satisfy and these people can choose to still go to lacrosse or they can choose to fish the one bass open. So it gives them uh, more options. And then there's obviously this kind of Southwest region, which, you know, this is a pretty tight, cozy region here. But once you start looking at Nevada, California, Arizona, uh, New Mexico, you know, Utah, right? Here's Colby right here in the center. You know, that's a big haul to go to Muskogee. Now he can fish an event that's, hopefully only like five, six hours away instead of 20 hours away. <clears throat> uh, so that's kind of geographically how they're working it. Um, so here's the lakes, Shasta, Clear Lake, Havasu, Mead, and then uh, the Angler of the Year, they're going to take five boaters and, and non-boaters as well. Uh, so they hold 30. So it's a two, somebody asked how many tournaments. It's a 200 boat max tournament. 30 of those are reserved uh, for the states that are closest. So Shasta will be tied to Washington, Idaho, and Montana. Uh, Clear Lake will be tied to California, Oregon, and uh, Wyoming. Uh, Havasu, Arizona, Nevada, Utah. And then Mead is a wild card event. No held events. Anybody can go to that. So um, you basically can, if you want to fish them all and you're all in, <laughs> You can fish these four events, and if you can get top five in one of them or get top five in Angler of the Year points, you'll go to the Bass Nation National Championship. Um, that's kind of the the nutshell here. Um, you can't be a multi, you can't already be a touring pro. You can't be an FLW pro. Uh, they talk through some of their workdowns and some of this stuff, but uh, overall, it's a. Uh, I don't know what the entry fees for these tournaments are. I don't think maybe. Colby knows. Um, so they're not sending an elite event out. They are sending, uh, they're basically getting uh, direct access to the Bass Nation National Championship. And then you're one tournament away from the Classic. Um, yeah, so they're still complaining it's not local enough. Sure. There's a lot of area code fishermen from the sounds of it out in the West Coast. Um Yeah, that's pretty, that's not crazy. Cause like when I, there was a couple years, like one year, uh, my regional was Gunnersville from Minnesota. So that was like a 13 hour drive for me to Gunnersville. Um, so it's never going to be perfect for everybody. All right. A thousand dollar pro entry and $400 co-angler. So this is really expanded for the tournament anglers out there, right? This is more targeted for the guys that are already fishing money tournaments and giving the Bass Nation guys an extra chance. The Bass Nation guys still have all the other access to their other regional tournaments, so this is on top of that. Overall, I think it's a pretty good move. I think it's pretty healthy. It's, it's a nice starting out place for sure. If we got West Coast people in here, I'd love to hear their thoughts. Uh, 
Yeah, so average angler says he's in the middle of a schedule and has been fishing one bass for years. Not a lot of complaining. So I think for the guys that are fishing the one bass and the guys that are fishing the Western Toyotas and things like that, I, I can see nothing but upside here to give you more uh, opportunity. It says the one bass pro payouts are at over 110% already. Yeah, so if you're already paying, you know, a thousand bucks per entry per tournament or four hours a co-angler, what's another $35 to the Bass Nation for that opportunity? Yep. It is a bit, I don't know if we call it a band-aid or uh the start of a bridge. Um it, it's it's definitely hopefully just the start and, and it, it and, you know it's something to build off of, I would hope. <clears throat> Um, and I've seen Zaldane's been a pretty big uh, proponent of it. I messaged a couple people like Maddie Wong and and Taylor Smith uh, from out west. They seem to be pretty positive on it. It could definitely hurt the numbers on the Toyotas. I could see this being a detriment to the MLF Western Series. That is a potential possibility. Yeah, I think it just comes down to economics. It's uh, easier for them to partner with one bass and try to build on the momentum one bass has versus uh, they have had West Coast uh, regionals. I mean, that's obviously how Maddie Wong and uh, I think Randy Pearson and a couple other people have made it to the, the Elite Series and the National Championship, uh, Cody Holland. So, I mean, this year, right, the, the Bass Nation National Championships on Grand, which it's probably about as far west as we're going to see a national championship. So that's, uh, you know, a decent first for the first year. Yeah, absolutely. At least it gets the ball in motion. And, hey, if this grows the Bass Nation in the west and there's a big, they get behind this, maybe this does allow them to better support the west starting with regional events or something like that. So you have to be a Bass Nation member, um, but once you try to go, if you qualify for the Bass Nation, then you also have to become a Bass Master, uh, like the magazine, like the 20, 25 bucks. So, I mean, it's like 50 bucks in dues uh, to participate if you want to go to the national championship. And if you're already fishing the one bass, that seems like a pretty uh, small price to pay. So I think, yeah, all, all bass is really gaining here uh short term right is maybe a few hundred memberships <laughs> so i mean i don't it's not i don't see this as like a money gram for bass at least i don't think so uh it's just a side deal so you do not you can still participate in one bass in the open and not pay any of the bass nation stuff you just would not be eligible to move on to the bass nation national championship yeah so and it's with all the other trails like Wild West and Apex and things like that going away, you know, this, this is a good timing for this. Uh, does the, do I think the expansion helps cater to non-endemics? It definitely can't hurt. I mean, I don't know that it's like this big silver bullet for non-endemics, but it definitely, uh, it can't hurt. Uh, yeah, so Oregon small job, which I assume means you're from Oregon. He's he's excited about it. So I think this is overall pretty good, pretty good news. <clears throat> so I don't know if I I think I kind of explained it in a nutshell here. I'd love to hear from any other West Coast anglers or anybody else here. 
Um, just kind of checking some of these comments quick. Trevor, better late than never. I did see that Greg Spade got signed up for two Bassmaster Opens as a co-angler. So he's fishing leech on the cross this summer as a co. So MJ says he failed to see any downsides. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you think about what we're all talking about here. There's too many leagues. We're too segregated. There's too much piecemeal. It's like too many guys fishing, 40 guys fishing here, 50 guys fishing here. Even at the local level, I think you guys see some of this, right? Like if we had just a couple big circuits regionally, it would be better than all these tiny little circuits, right? Everybody's like every tournament circuit says hand out to all these companies trying to get their, their little piece of the pie. Whereas if, if we were fishing, so I think to some degree, if we can start to form partnerships and then they can leverage sponsors together, then I think the anglers to some degree win versus us fishing more fragmented stuff. So if this is also a start of kind of a union of organizations working together where we kind of bring that together, I think this could be a good thing. Yeah, and I, and I think this is not only Bassmaster, but also One Bass continuing to grow and invest in the anglers. Yeah, I think it's a great learning platform. Their shared weight format is very friendly. Uh, it makes for a very good learning environment for COs or non-boaters or AAAs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, whereas like in a Bassmaster Open, you know, there's no incentive for the boater to help the non-boater or work with them or talk to them or teach them or do anything other than just, you know, goodwill or just being a good person or, or you know, wanting to share your, edu you know, enthusiasm on fishing. But from like a, a tournament standpoint, there's no incentive where they, they shared weight out there over three days. So like I draw Greg day one, uh, I catch three fish. He catches two fish. They weigh 12 pounds. We both carry 12 pounds into day two on day two. I draw George, uh, he catches one fish, I catch four, or I catch all five, whatever. We end up with 15 pounds. Now, I end up with 27 pounds going to day two. Maybe George only had two pounds with his boater the first day. Now he's got 17, I've got 27. So um, you carry your weight. It's kind of like the Silverado worked back in the day here in Minnesota. But as a boater, I mean, I, there's uh, there's pros and cons to this for sure. As a boater, you don't have to worry about whether your co's catching fish or not. Because if he's catching fish, we're catching fish, right? Um, so there's no need to feel like you need a back end or uh, nose in on a spot or things like that. Or if you see something, your co-angler's not, hey, they need to slow up or speed up. Or, hey, I think you need a heavier drop shot weight or a lighter drop shot weight. Or, hey, do you want some of these pink worms? I'm catching them. Like, we should be catching them together. So uh, I think th there is some good to that. And I, th I think there's more room for some of those tournaments uh, at, the, at the lower levels. Uh, I think that would be good. <clears throat> Rusty scored some sunline on the Omnia deal. I think that's done now, but hopefully some of you guys got hooked up on that. <clears throat> yeah, the endemics are pretty tapped out. So I think if if we're actually starting to bring organizations together here, that actually helps out the endemics where they're not getting spread so thin, right? So if 
if uh, if if somebody can put dollars out to the West Coast and they're sponsoring Bassmaster and One Bass together versus both of them trying to do their own things, that probably helps the endemics. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I did not check to see. We could do that. That's a good point, Kay. Let me uh, let me pull up the MLF uh, Major League Fishing schedule and see uh, what that looks like. see here best coast best coast so all right share this tab so we've got clear lake in march lake havasu in may california delta in june so february april so the first one is march 6th through the 8th one bass is January 31st and April 17th. So it's a month apart on those ones. Uh, Lake Havasu, May 2nd through the 4th. So it's two weeks uh, before the Havasu one bass. So that actually like helps them out, right? Like if you're serious and you're fishing all these tournaments, then you're going to be on Havasu. If you fish the Toyotas, and then two weeks later, you could be fishing the one bass. Uh, and then Clear Lake is April 17th through the 19th, and Clear Lake is March. So if you, you could be there a month earlier. So there's actually some synergies, if anything, where you can be like putting time in on these waters. Uh, and then the Delta, June 5th through the 7th, there is no Delta tournament for one bass. But they're actually two of the lakes are the same, and they're two to four weeks apart. So I think overall that's a, a pretty nice... Uh, I actually didn't share this. I thought I was looking at this, but I was looking at it. I just wasn't sharing it with you. So uh, no downsides, no conflicts. So they're not they're not pulling the old Boyd Ducket and trying to run the uh, the other circuit out of town, at least for year one. <clears throat> yeah, so the BAM series, which is what, Mark, is it Lazanne or Lausanne or I don't remember, uh, Alisane or whatever it is. He's picking up, I mean, he bought the equipment from the Apex in the Wild West, I believe, and he's going to start up um, a league called the BAM Series, which is Bass Angler Magazine. So we'll see how they do. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 West does have like a, don't they have like a a committee or a forum or like all the tournament organizations come together uh, on a single day uh, out west in California somewhere, and they try to work out their dates so they don't conflict. Yeah, also with front-facing sonar, that uh, that's also a win for the AMs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you still get that in the Bass Nation and the Federation and some of the stuff. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying, like, the shared format definitely incentivizes it to help more Mr. Gambit. Uh, it still helps. I mean, I help my boaters uh, all the time. Yeah, I guess One Bass also does weekdays. Yep. And that's just, you know, that's a whole other thing is, like, if it, another circuit, another people to choose from, more conflicts. So AJ, our Bass Nation co 
Representative Nebraska. AJ, are you going to go out and fish the one bass since you're in Nebraska and you're pretty much out there? What that like a 20 hour drive for you? It's pretty easy. <clears throat> Yeah, Apex was kind of a an expensive, but when they were paying out, it seemed like it was a pretty good deal. And they had some unique stuff going on. I mean, their kind of formats and their every fish combining with five fish. It, it was it was a lot of interesting things going on there. Yep. All the more reason not to just add another series out there and uh collaborate partnership. <clears throat> Rusty wants to know do I have a speculation on location for 2025 classic Ooh. I mean there's really only so many places they even go anymore based on their requirements I mean it's it really seems like it's Hartwell Grand you know somewhere near Birmingham Knoxville I'd love to see like a Norman, like Charlotte area. That would be cool. Um, they're probably about to go back to Bama. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a Logan Martin, a Lay Lake, but maybe they won't because Redcrest is going there in the next couple of years and they've already signed those deals. But uh, I mean, I think Fort Worth would be cool again, like the Dallas or Houston area. I don't know. There's only really so many places, unfortunately. Possum Kingdom would be cool, right? That's a Fort Worth area, I think, Clay. Well, it was kind of like, right, you had to qualify for Apex too, right? I think they invited the first couple of years, and then you had to basically qualify in the top five or ten of points of the Western Toyota Series or through the Wild. I mean, right, they took people qualified. So there were, I guess there wasn't reason much to promote it to draw people in because they were kind of like you had to qualify to get there. There you go. I think, AJ, you already qualified for the Natty, right? I believe. The old exceptions, the old, uh, the MLF BPT trick. My boat is not yet fixed. Uh, parts should be arriving in a couple weeks. <clears throat> Apex existed for, what, two years before the guy took off with the money? It was a West Coast thing. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't been back to Orlando. That would be kind of fun. That was their first ever, you know, spring, you know, early spring, late winter classic. So it would be nice to see them go back there. Heading to Springfield tomorrow, which Ozark Lake? I think I'd go to Bull Shoals. Sounds like people catch the fire out of them at Bull Shoals. It doesn't see near the pressure. I mean, Ozarks is really good. Table Rocks is pretty good. Uh, but I think for the place that kicks them out with the least amount of tournament pressure, I'd probably go to Bull Shoals. Yeah. So AJ doesn't have to come to lacrosse. See, Don G says Bull Shoals. 
it 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 is on grand aj it's not a rumor it's it is on grand it's published on the bass nation website let's see here today that's right here Grand Lake, November 6th through 8th. AJ, right here. <clears throat> yeah, Lanier. Is Atlanta too big of a town, though, to be a classic? I don't know. We can't even get... Uh, a tournament trail. We can't. Yeah, <laughs> West Coast Classic would be amazing, but I just economically don't don't see it. But maybe this one bass thing is, uh, a, a, you know, maybe that builds to that someday. Lots of people saying bull shoals ways. By the way, I hope you have fun. Is it at uh, Rayburn? Is that where your championship for TBF is ways? I think I think that you qualified for. Yeah, there's a lot of cool places to have a tournament. There's not a cool lot of places that have. This, the accommodations of hotels and have the the convention and weigh-in facilities that they need, so it really limits it. Yeah, I mean, not out of the question. I actually, fish palm tar way back in the day. Yeah, I, I've heard Sacramento as potentially the only place. Yeah, hopefully one bass is the bridge that kind of opens things back up. Yeah, he has been uh, painting the heck out of eleven dollars square bills. <clears throat> Do you think the problem is they're not going to set any attendance records up in Washington because I'm probably not flying to Washington for the classic, and how many people are really going to drive from there? I did hear that on Low Budget Live, not so live. Fritz said he is fishing the NPFL in 2024. I did have that on my list right here, but since you brought it up, uh, yeah. So Fritz, you know, they said Fritz retired from Bassmaster, but I, I, I truly believe from what I've heard is he was out of qualification points and legend points, and so he did not requalify for the Elite Series. So he's fishing the NPFL. In uh, the Luke Duncan interview, he said. He thinks fishing, you know, six tournaments a year instead of nine, not having back-to-backs, basically having a month or two between tournaments and having some tournaments later in the summer and fall will fit him better. So you guys that are uh, Fritz fans can still tune in, and we're we're not done watching Fritz on live, potentially. You will see him on the MPFL. So that's kind of cool. Um, hopefully he does all right. Mead would be cool, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so good luck, Ways. Uh, Watson. Uh, James Watson has signed up for the Bass Pro Tour. As much as he complained about the Bass Pro Tour, he knows that's the best place he's qualified for at this point. And uh, I don't, I haven't heard that he's fishing MPFL. I know Bass Pro Tour makes it very difficult for anglers to fish other tours other than the Toyotas and the, the Invitationals. So it may be too difficult to do that. 
That's all right, JP. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, in the end, James still has to do what's good for him and his partners and his sponsors. And that's the biggest platform he's qualified for. So even though he has a, he's a very long shot to requalify in 2025, it's still the best place for him to fish this year. Um, Are we at almost a hundred? Nice. Um, So I actually think Watson would do well in the MBFL. I think it would fit him pretty well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him in there in a year. Um, So a couple other things. Um, What was I going to say? I thought I had another nugget. So the the invitationals are going way down the list. I know Britt Myers Jr. was on BTL, and I think he was 25th in the points in his division of the Toyotas, and he got invited. I've also heard that some of the Co's in the Toyotas are getting invited to fish the Invitationals, so it seems like they may be having some troubles filling the MLF Invitationals this year. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Patrick Walters is scared of uh, Watson, but... Um, I have heard this has not been announced, but from fairly in the know sources that it appears that BPT will backpedal on that 50 number and it'll be somewhere closer to 60 or 70. So I don't think they're ready to announce it yet, but it's kind of sounds like it's done that whole 50 number. I guess the anglers created enough of a stink that they're pushing back on that. And I don't know if that's just like one year thing and then you're going to try to go to 50 the next year but it sounds like they're already flexing on that 50 for 2025 it may be a while before we see that announcement but uh that sounds like it's almost a done deal no faith first i think what he's saying is i think because that, they, they predict that poche is fishing the bpt this year and then he's not going to qualify for the 2025 and then he's going to have neither tour and he'll be fishing mpfl um <clears throat> yeah i know crazy ppt uh, changing things <laughs> I think that's why they're not going to do an announcement. They're probably going to fish probably most of this season and then, or at least wait till the start of the season or something. Uh, 65 is a number I hear, but if they're changing to, then it's like, well, they had that whole 50 thing set up for, I feel like an even number fits the way they're going to fish, but I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. Average angler. There's a lot of guys that stuck with BPT. Might as well stick it out. If they can make it to the year, they cut to the 50 or 65 and they start to drop years, then they're in a pretty good position. Uh, so they're kind of their best chance is just keep fishing where they are. Yeah. <laughs> and start start a side hustle for sure. It's definitely not open here in the metro area. Looks like Rusty will see ways. You guys can say hi to each other at Rayburn. <clears throat> Good luck to both you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of the the name. The I think that's why people most people call it the MPFL. Uh, hey there, Nick. So that's kind of the news on the one bass. I'm going to 
share a little spot and then we'll open up for some Q&A here. Are you ready to reel in your next home purchase or refinance? Supreme Lending's Dream Team can help guide you through the entire mortgage process from pre-qualification to closing. We have a wide variety of home loan programs in our tackle box, including down payment assistance and first-time homebuyer options. You can ask Hellebath. He trusted us to help finance his home. Contact the Dream Team today by searching Supreme Lending Dream Team or click the link below in the description or scan the QR code on your screen. All right, so thanks for the, the spot from the Dream Team helping out the show. I have, I don't know, I'm not like a, uh, you know, watching it, but I did see an email notification. The mortgage rates have, uh, what, hit a two-year low. So maybe refis might be a thing in the near future. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a few more names. I've heard, you know, things like Hackney almost did it last year. So I think we're going to see some, but there was, some, I guess Duncan did share some names, but I forget who they were. Uh, there's a couple of elite guys that are planning to fish both the elites and the MPFL this year. I can't remember the names of them though, but he, he did share them on Bass U, and I think he may even talked about some on his own show. So you're going to start to see a few more names that you recognize on MPFL guys fishing both, like Patrick Walters. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they change the formula at all with the 65, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cox is fishing the elites. What's There's not much for Cox to talk about. I could see him fishing the MPFL if the schedule works. MPFL, I think, is, is on the right track. I think they should stay the course, uh, keep their heads low, keep putting out a good product. <clears throat> I wish they would do their streaming outside of the fixed TV, though, make it more accessible. Same thing I said about MLF. I think Bassmaster should. I think they should all literally just make their content as accessible as possible. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting to say the least. Uh, yeah, I mean they don't have Boyd Duckett, so that's a big win for MPFL. Uh, I basically drove to Grand Forks for a hockey tournament after Thanksgiving dinner, and then came home Sunday night on my birthday. Uh, we did go to eat at a Mexican restaurant, um, so it was pretty low key. But I had a good time with my daughter up at the uh, tournament. Got to watch her take. Got to watch her absolutely get shelled by. I think there was two games in a row where she shot over seventy shots. The team in front of her is not that great. Uh, <laughs> you think they're they're too scared to put it up on YouTube to only see that they only have a few hundred people. Uh,
Yeah. Uh, FLW used to stream on YouTube, and I used to watch a lot of FLW because I could watch it on my phone or my smart TV, or it was like super easy to get. Didn't have to go to a website or anything like that. So back when FLW did, I was a big fan when FLW used to stream uh, on on uh, YouTube. See, I think you probably get mixed results from sponsors because sponsors want to control the ads. So if, I mean, obviously they could stream on YouTube and then not let YouTube monetize it, but they can't, when they don't, when they're having their own platform, I think they're somewhat worried about, they can't control what's going on around it. Uh, so, so I, I think, I think some sponsors would have differing opinions on putting it everywhere versus putting it uh, in one spot, but I'm not sure. What's up, Maine? Bass is on the Fox Sports app, but don't you have to be subscribed to FS1 or through your cable package, right? You can't watch the Fox Sports unless you're a you have the the TV. See, that's what I think is like. There's everybody trying to have their own apps and this stuff. Like, if everybody just put on YouTube, they get more eyeballs, and the rest of it would fix itself. I think. Uh, Bass does post replays pretty much of all their tournaments on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. All their lives are pretty much on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. And on their website, I think. <clears throat> so what did, did anybody score any good deals on the Cyber Weekend? I know I posted a whole bunch of stuff. I know some of you guys took advantage of that stuff. Um But uh, I got some stuff. Packages are trickling. I'll probably do some unboxings next week. I think, tentatively, we're going to do that Punch Fishing Omnia giveaway. I've got the boxes. They showed up while I was in Grand Forks. So those are the boxes for the giveaway are here. Um, so I think that's maybe going to be next Wednesday. I think. We'll see. Um AJ got some $3.50 rock crawlers. Got a Hydra Wave. Uh, Ed Cowan says, over under Milliken 50th and AOI. I think he'll be above 50th and AOI. I think Milliken will flirt with making this classic the first year. I think he'll be somewhere between 30 and 50. Yeah, Vic, the, the the raw, I mean, it was cut. <laughs> they said uncut, but it was cut. It was just uh, a less cut. Uh, but that was a good video. I enjoyed that. Um, Nick got 30% off on some jigs and some panoramas today. Yeah, the, the invitationals are, I'm surprised I didn't get a call. I fished a BFL like five years ago. I'm surprised they haven't invited me. Yeah, sometimes when I'm driving or if I'm pre-fishing, I'll listen to the FS1 broadcast on my phone. Ooh, Colby's got some stuff for some giveaways coming in. Maybe that'll uh, land in time for Wednesday. 
next week. That'll be cool. Thank you. Uh, I might have got one of the reels in today. I bought a couple reels. Actually, I think I bought three reels this past weekend. Play load loaded up on some lube. Uh, yeah, Tyler. Uh, congrats on the uh, the new Ultrax from Chatty Boys. I know they helped out a big time with our uh, our fantasy fishing stream. Did it? Did it? Did it arrive? Did it already ship, Tyler? Is this reverse psychology, Clay? Are you trying to jinx him now? Saying Milliken top. This is the guy, Clay Williamson, that Milliken won't have a top ten all year long. No chance of making the elites. Now he's saying he's top 25 in the elites. Travis got the Wu Tungsten and Dirty Jigs from Omnia. David went big. $1,200 between Omnia, Tackle Warehouse, Berkeley, uh, Shimano's. Sean says he's got a problem. But that's that's you every week, Sean. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Clay is the – he's in the uh, Silver Platinum membership of the uh, MF or club now. Yeah, cheap bass. How come you didn't share those rock crawlers with the rest of the everybody? Django's got him some blanks to paint. That's cool. Chris Russ got some ring gear from Academy. Yeah, Brom Shekel. David, he registered for the Opens Division Three, so that's exciting. I did see uh, Milliken's video with his white erase board and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think for the most part, what he's saying is pretty accurate. It might be a little embellished, a little doom and gloom. I don't think, I mean, I think what he's saying is happening is pretty accurate. I don't think it's quite as doom and gloom, but we'll see. Oh, Sean, come on. We're going to try some lose this year. We'll see. If not, at the end of the year, they'll be on my whatnot sale, and you guys will get first dibs on them. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it seems like they're they're pretty solid. There you go. Pro tip, average angler. He just pays with his PayPal account for all his fishing stuff. Lightning M wants to know what are people's suggestion for a rain suit? What's your budget? I think that would probably help people. Lightning M. I think my understanding is Milliken and Blockett are both going to be on Bass After Dark tomorrow night, and they don't know that they're both going to be on it. That's what I've heard on that uh, new show with uh, Ken Duke and uh, Brian the Carpenter. Look at you, like a recovering tackle addict, Brian. Um, I haven't. I'm. I'm probably will start doing it now that it's getting cold, and I don't have a boat, and I'm getting caught up on things. I'm gonna probably do some. I don't think I'll do them on my stream nights. I'll probably have some other nights. Uh, and before I do, I'll post like to Facebook and my YouTube community page to give you an Instagram to give you guys a head up. But I'll probably start with like just. Cause I want to get some practice so that like, well, if I start putting up people want, I know how to run it and I don't screw myself or you guys over by like running the auctions, like a hack. 
So the first one or two will probably be some like just get rid of some bags of plastics and some basic baits and just bundle stuff up and start them for a buck or two and see what happens. And then once I kind of get the flow, then I've got some like used reels and maybe some other stuff that's a little more, I don't know, valuable, but I don't necessarily use and see where that goes. So I'll keep you posted, but I haven't, uh, I need to get some reps on it with some stuff before I start. uh, uh, He says he just wants a good one. I'm, I, I haven't bought any newer stuff, so um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Mom would approve Faith First of Bass After Dark. It's definitely not uh, PG. Jig Squad. I think they still make the Dobbins reels, don't they? I have one. I was actually thinking about giving away on a member stream. I have an extra one. I've got two of them. No, I gave one away to Darius. I think one one. I think he donated it. Um, are Dobbins Reels not on Tackle Warehouse anymore? The ever so lovely Tackle Warehouse website that everybody loves all the changes on. Yeah, they still have them. I mean, not everybody carries them, but they're still around. I actually used the baitcaster on my topwater rod. It is on YouTube. It's called Bass After Dark. Um, but I know if you are like on restricted mode, it won't show because my work laptop <laughs> with all the security stuff is in restricted mode for YouTube, and I can't see it uh, on that. So if you've got any kind of like restrictive settings on your YouTube where you can't see stuff, you may not see it. Uh, Randy's just mad about everything. Actually, Randy's just, I feel like he's putting on a front to play to the audience. Chatterbait micro, cold weather bait. Um, are you talking about the mini backs or the micro? Uh, or the, I like the micro for like crappies in the spring. I would imagine it could work, uh, in the winter. Yeah, so I think I don't want to run an auction, so that's why I'd rather use a sock. Uh, uh, let whatnot do the auction, even though they take a cut. But I can multi-stream to YouTube and whatnot at the same time. That's what uh, Bateman has done. So it would be uh, I would multi-stream to YouTube. It would be vertical format, so skinny screen. <laughs> on youtube but it would stream to both so that way you guys also will know when i go because you'll see that if i'm live and i'm doing the auctions and if you guys want to participate you can jump over to whatnot or you can watch it on both um so yeah i would basically do live show the reel show the baits whatever talk about them and then start the auction and then people can participate and that way, if you don't want to participate in the whatnot, I'll still be on YouTube and we can still hang out and chat. So, I don't know. Could be a fun way to, to create some more content. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I do need to do an Arsenal update. I told myself I was going to do one last winter and I got too busy. But I've definitely switched over enough rods and reels since those other videos, which those videos get a ton of views and they, they deserve a follow-up because I know a lot of people like, and I get a lot of comments that are like, hey, I came in and I watched all your Dobbins Arsenal and I, you know, I've still got questions. So, 
I definitely should do an update on that. Yeah, that is true. Everybody thought Sukup, you know, he stormed through the MPFLs and dominated a division of the Opens or and and then kind of fizzled. So it'll be interesting to see how his sophomore year – he did finish with a strong Open on the Harris chain or the Kissimmee chain. I think he got like six on the last Open. Uh, yes, Travis. Pretty much all my visors are custom. That's why we're the visor gang, Travis. I know I see, like, I've heard good things about the striker. And you see those on sale quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think you want your mom listening to uh, Brian the Carpenter, that's for sure. And if Milliken's going to be on, there'll also probably be some impolite language. Yeah, but think how much I'd have to spend on uh, ice augers and stuff to do ice fishing that I don't have, Frank. Mm-hmm. That's an original take. Everybody loves the new website, Sean. What are you talking about? You're the only one that doesn't like the new TW website. Uh, I don't know my Ozark geography all that well. Sweet dreams, Ed. Maybe you can catch the replay. Hopefully you're going fishing tomorrow. I think the the BPS gear is pretty good. I haven't used him in a while, but Nick says he's got the hundred dollar gear and likes it. Yes, absolutely. Randy is using the haters, but and even like <laughs> I listened to the uh, uh, what's his name on. Um, Zaldane, Turkla. He was like, all the guys on Texas Fishing Forum hated me, but they kept watching my videos to tell me how much they hated me, and it just helped me in the algorithm. Uh, so, based on... I haven't talked to Josh, but it sounds like he's fishing the Northerns and the Southern Opens, so he's only fishing six Opens, and he's shooting for wins to try to make a classic, is what he said in his Facebook post. Probably not members only whatnot action. Maybe I wouldn't rule it out. But if I was going to, maybe for some really select stuff, but I might just give it away to the members in the members only versus doing a whatnot. Uh, I have not fished a Bates Fishing Co. Reel, but I did touch them at the Knoxville Classic. They seem, they're a little heavy, but they seem pretty nice and well put together. Lightning M says he wants something lighter than the 100 mile hour. Randy hates bass fishing, Gaff. He probably hates everything, all that fancy stuff you got in your store except the mega bass stuff. The whole story on Mark Tucker, I only have heard what people have talked about. I mean, it kind of sounds like from what I've heard, it wasn't a bad way to go. I mean, we don't want to go. We didn't want to see Mark go early, but if he went out hunting, shot a pretty good buck, took a shower, went to bed that night, and then didn't wake up, like, if you have to go, like, if you can go out doing something you love and you lay down and you don't go in pain, I mean, <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, You know, if you have to go. <clears throat> Mm. 
I'm not going to try to speak like an auctioneer, Nick. That won't happen. Uh, do I think champion 682 or 63 would throw a small jerk base better than a 692, 693 SF? A champ is slightly faster than a Sierra. Not a ton, but a little bit. I think a two power would be too light for jerk baits. I think you'd want to be at least the three. Um, I wouldn't go less than a three power for jerk baits. <clears throat> But I hate throwing jerkbaits on spinning rods, so maybe I'm not a good uh, ask. But I couldn't imagine throwing one on a two-power, which was I would throw like neds and drop shots on. <laughs> I think uh, most of what not happens on the mobile. I don't know if you're supposed to do it on a computer or not, but it's mostly for mobile, I believe. Yeah, you can check out Tin Horse Monty's show from last night. They were talking about it. But I think the gist of it, what I said, right, Gabe? Like, went hunting, dressed it, drug it out, went to bed, didn't wake up. You want the blue bass hat on my shelf? This one? You know, I might have to keep this because I might need this this summer. I mean, he definitely like stepped away from the bass tank this year, I think, right? That's my understanding. You still haven't received the YouTube or still haven't received a whatnot notification? I don't get notifications from Bateman. I feel like I always just see that he has an Instagram post or talks about it, and then I know it's coming. Wait, well, he said he's got a Sim CX suit last fall for like 60% off. There you go. Bruce versus Randy wasn't super a long time ago, but it's not super recent either. They had, it was not, it was on, um, it wasn't on Bruce's, it was on the Great White North, right? It was part of the straight cast when Leitner and Bruce team up for that. And it was maybe two, three months ago, if I had to guess, Gaff. I'm pretty sure it was on the uh, straight cast Great White North broadcast. My understanding is they don't know, but I do, Andrew. Tell Jacob to order some. <laughs> Otherwise, if you need some, you can either uh, let me know. I can post them on the Bass Tech website, or if you just send me a note, Andrew, we can figure it out. Uh, yeah. Kyle Patrick did a, a real meme uh, on his fake front boat setup with uh, Block It. Pretty much a straight, straight cast one, Gaff. Am I a little slow on comments tonight? You guys are on fire. The chat is... What's up, Ben? 
Yeah, I don't typically watch Blockett's channel, but you could watch him on somebody else's channel. Sweet dreams, critical gravy. Yeah, Velvet can't touch my custom vibers, Ricky. Yeah, I'm like Hellabass Bates on there, but my Hellabass is spelt wrong, and I can't figure out how to change it. It keeps not letting me. Um, yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not judging Turkla on his character. Uh, or yeah, I'm not saying I'm a Turkla fan, but as somebody that creates content, I figured there could be some nuggets in there for me to glean. So I listened. It wasn't uh, it wasn't an enjoyable listen. Uh, I do have an X uh, Dobbins two oh seven oh two C. I like that for Ned's small like three point three K Tex uh, drop shot that kind of stuff. I got several two power uh, Dobbins rods. I like those for my basically my open hook finesse stuff. Uh, Whatnot is a basically a, a mobile app platform where you can stream and basically do live eBay auctions at the same time. They have different categories. I think they do like sports cards and outdoor stuff and just about anything. So we're starting to see some stuff where people are doing like live fishing tackle auctions on Whatnot. So it's like a live video eBay, if that makes sense. Faith first. Thanks for joining. There's a whole other Instagram chat that I'm in where people are talking about all the people that are way down the list getting invited to invitationals. Uh, Gopher Hayes, do you have a favorite Texas Texas rig drop shot rod? If I'm Texas rigging a drop shot, I'm probably going to use a three power spinning rod from Dobbins, like a 703, a 730. It depends on the length you like. Could be the 693, 683, 700, depending on what series. Any three power uh, spinning route would be good for Texas rig drop shots. I have not tried any of the Crush Cities, but I got some a couple weeks ago. We, we showed them off a little bit uh, last week's stream. So I got some of the Neds. They seem decent, look okay. The Cleanup Craw. Uh, and then I actually kind of think this this is the uh what do they call this the freeloader, which is kind of designed as a scope bait, but also looks like it'll make a pretty good bladed jig bait. So this is on the uh the new Evo chatterbait from Z-Man, like their ten dollar chatterbait with the uh freeloader chattel bait. Uh so it's got a pretty good tail movement to it, so looks pretty good. It's a good looking chatter combo there. But I have not fished them yet. Gaff says the Waypoint has a bunch of the crush shitty baits. Champs Tour entry fee. Mm, are they a thousand bucks? I want to say they're right around a grand. 
But you keep saying you're going to go over there, but you just keep watching it on YouTube. Thousand bucks, or at least it was this last year, it was a thousand bucks per tournament. So there's three thousand dollar tournaments, and then uh, the if you make the championship, it's no entry fee, and you're fishing for a boat. Yeah. Gaff, did you get an invite? <laughs> yeah. Charge your phone up. Um, I haven't done like a super side by side. The bait keeper is a little here's one rigged up. Here's the one in the package. The blade is slightly different, right? This is the original chatterbait blade. Um So potentially the blade head interaction is a little different. Um, instead of a double wire barb, it's got that molded lead and a wire combo on the keeper. I mean, aesthetically, it's a, I mean a pretty good looking bait. The finish of it is they even write the the three eighths on the bottom of the head. I don't know if you can see that. It's not focusing, but they have the three eighths and the half on the bottom of the head. It's got a pretty nice sharp hook on it. I don't know what it is. It doesn't say what it is, so it's not a name brand hook. Probably like a BKK or something like that. The skirts are tied. I don't know. It's got a lot of the right stuff for nine bucks versus a jackhammer. Yeah, I think you will see some cannibalization. But I think potentially, you know, the Jackhammer is a Evergreen collab, so Evergreen gets some of that money. So I'm wondering if the part of the play is to, you know, you have a $10 Chatterbait that you make all the money on versus a $17 Chatterbait that you're splitting your proceeds with Evergreen. Maybe that's the driver. I'm not sure. I actually heard they have gone down the Coingler list on the Toyota's gaff. <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to save, you know, whatnot, not the best place. I mean, BK is a brand name, but I don't know if it's a big enough brand name where you'd license it to, or advertise it on your bait on the package. I don't know. So AJ says his understanding it's an evergreen bait with a Z-Man's name on it, so... Yeah, it, that that could be the play then. <clears throat> I have heard the patents coming up soon, so we'll see. So maybe they just... Also, that could be another thing, right? If they know the patents coming up, they know that there's going to be a lot of garage bait makers and the Pradcos of the world and all the other... Right, They're going to put baits out, and those baits aren't going to be $17. So they need to get something down in the price point range and get people liking this bait before everybody comes into the market. So they might be heading that off and getting ahead of it.
Uh, are you our favorite thing made in China, Sean? Yeah, getting ahead of the uh, the market drop with the patent—that's probably the play. I don't know what else is going on here. Really got some Balta. We'll probably save that for next week. I think. I sent this box to TK, and he actually sent the box back to me with just another label taped over my label. So we're recycling and reusing boxes. Is it the, the one that... Uh... Go. Is my signal that bad that I'm like... Boy, that was the wrong button. Okay, somebody followed me on whatnot tonight. <laughs> um, I have not read any articles about Berkeley, Sean, but I have heard that from other people that they're over leveraged and not doing great, which is weird. Which may explain why Hank Parker is no longer on the Berkeley team. I don't know if you guys picked that up. Hank Parker is now with X-Zone Lures and has no affiliation with Berkeley anymore. So that might have been a contract that was probably pretty expensive for them that they had to, to part ways with. I had heard rumors that uh, Fighter was switching companies away from Ballistic. I don't know if he landed on Blazer or not, but I heard that was a possibility at one point. I did hear that uh, uh, what was it Keith Carson switched from Crestliner to Vixen, so he's running a Vixen Aluminum, not Vexus Aluminum, on the BPT this year. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't think Jordan Lee's movement from like. BPT to Bassmaster will affect his sponsorships. Yeah. Where, what did they do with all that max cent flatworm money? I think it would be all of pure fishing, but I'm not sure. Ooh, spicy. I thought Team Marine was like buddy buddy with ballistics. Are they are they saying that it wasn't so one sided with Lee the way he made it sound? Maybe there's more to it. I don't know. Interesting. I had not heard that, Colby. But that's some tea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing because didn't Gambler go out of business or something like that after they did a boat tour? Ooh, yeah. I don't... Uh... If I get out fishing anytime soon, it's probably going to be on the river. We'll see. I will be running the Camus next year. Assuming the parts come in. 
she should be better than ever. Rebuilt. Whole no lure half. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like some of the stuff he does. I actually tried to have him on the stream, and it just never worked out, and I didn't follow up again. I don't know. Kind of cooled off. We were gonna. I was gonna have him on here. Yeah, Cade's been out there. Cade's been making me hate life with not having a boat. That's for sure. Because I really had big plans to go out and get some reps on the live on my front facing sonar this fall, and not having a boat really put a damper on that. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Camus. I know sounds like bait work or boat works isn't doing great. And I don't know if that's where a lot of that boat inventory is coming from, but I don't know for sure. Well, why didn't you say something? And give me a heads up. How's the roster coming, Brian? The boat is still waiting on parts, unfortunately. I did not do anything to my motor. <laughs> the motor had an internal failure in the lower unit. You win some, you lose some, Tyler. It's the fun of marriage. John D says the uh, the new gambler popping frog is pretty legit for him. That's because I'm in my basement streaming, Brian. And if you told me ahead of time, I would have known. Gopher, where where do you live, Gopher Hayes? <clears throat> I would definitely consider checking out Intune Marine. You can text, you know, test drive a Vexus, a Phoenix, a Camus. There are other used boats. It's a good place to check out boats for sure and, and start to learn about what you like and what you don't. Yeah. That's because it's not December yet, and I'm not a communist. I will put up Christmas lights in December. Wisconsin. Yeah. Give the, I mean, that's depending on where you're in Wisconsin, Intune's not that far away. Give him a call. Ask for Brian. Yeah. They got uh, several Phoenixes. They carry several models. I don't hate Christmas. Christmas doesn't need to start until December. Uh, smallies for life. I've always had good luck with my Mercuries. This is really the first time I've ever had problems with them. So I don't know. It was running really great till it didn't. <clears throat> Maybe. 
Brian says he's got some good uh, 2023 model Phoenixes. Yeah, I uh, I would agree. I I've very much enjoyed the Phoenixes that I wrote in. Camus Phoenix, both uh, sweet rides. Long story short, a couple of internal motor mount bolts cracked, and then that put undue tension on the drive shaft, and the drive shaft snapped. And then when the drive shaft snapped, other things broke. On the bay, which bay? You're talking about Sturgeon Bay? Uh, to me, I think the PHX boats and the CX boats, like CX20, PH20, CX21, PHX21 are very comparable big water boats. They're very soft. They handle waves big. They're both really good. I don't think you could pick one or the other. I think you'd have to look at the rest of the boat and how it fits your style and what you like because they both are great in big waves. And actually, I have a buddy that lives out in Buffalo. He guides out of Buffalo out of a CX-19. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Ryan. I just take one of the couple of those ones that you shove in your lawn and it projects on my house. So I don't really care how cold it is. As long as the ground isn't completely frozen, it only takes me five minutes to put up my lights. I'm all about efficiency when it comes to Christmas. And I have my kids put up all the stuff inside. I'm fine with you putting up your Christmas lights. I just don't want you turning them on until December 1st. I do need to reach out to Gary. I'm going to write a note down because I keep telling myself I need to re reach out to Gary. But I have not, so I need to reach out to him. Yeah, absolutely. Good good people over there. And they're super knowledgeable. So even if you don't buy a boat with them, they are great to talk to as far as education, getting your questions answered. So... Man, the questions are rolling in and people are just hanging out tonight. I thought this was going to be a, a a short show. But we'll keep going as long as people have questions. Yeah, if I never heard that song again, I'd be all right with it, Carol. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. Boyd does, Ryan. I'm pretty sure Boyd. Gary probably does. Gary Klein. Uh, 
I don't get the feeling that many people on the Bass Pro Tour actually are okay with him fishing and being CEO. Uh, biggest fish is probably like a 40 and a half inch pike or probably some muskies in the low 40 inches. Biggest bass is an 8.3 largemouth. Have I fished a rod on a point? But I don't know what that is. Adding any, actually, I did order uh, on during the weekend. I ordered a uh, from Russell Marine Products their Raptor Light, and I'll probably put the VT vents in the Camus next year. Other than that, I don't know what else I would put on it. It's pretty much ready, unless I decide to get rid of my 10 inch Garmin and put a 12 inch Garmin on it. That was the only other thing. Well, you are super sensitive about this Christmas stuff, AJ. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I don't. I guess I've never used graphs that big. All my graphs are ten and twelve inches. I only have one twelve and three tens. I just I don't know. I kind of wish maybe I had a twelve inch Garmin, but. These 15 and 16 inch units seem obnoxious to me, and I know what he's got is even bigger. But as a guy that still likes to fish shallow, I think they'd just be uh, in my way. Britt Myers likes Boyd. Favorite baitcaster right now. Probably, uh, probably my zillion. My diet was zillion is probably my favorite reel. The next favorite that's not quite so expensive would probably be my Tatula SV. Yeah, I could see putting a little foam in the top lid of my cooler. Uh, Mercer and Randy duke it out. Were they alive or was that a recorded show? Uh, Shane, did you win the trip with John Cruz or is that a different Shane McNair that I saw on Twitter? I did see that. I would probably just get mine from Chatty Boys. I think Feltz is overcompensating with a 22-inch unit. Elf is probably my favorite Christmas movie. I did see a thing on like Twitter, Instagram with like a cut scene where they actually were playing hockey uh, in Elf. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I just I can't. I, I would like to get a twelve, but I can't see going over like fifteen inches. That seems crazy. Raptors versus Talons. I have had both. <clears throat> if you don't have room for pumps, Talons are a really good option. I think the newer ones are pretty good. You have to clean them every now and like wash them out over time. There are so like if you don't have room for pumps, Raptors are nice. Or sorry, Talons are nice. Talons are also a much easier install because <clears throat> you basically just mount them and then you run two power cords to your batteries. And if you go with like the six foot or like depending on your garage opening and how high your motor is like 
I had my eight foot set where I did not have to do anything to get into my standard height garage. And I know like uh, Eric Ritter, he uses six foot Raptors. Um, no, he has the eight foot Raptors. I had the tens. And because of the way they triple telescope, it basically was like flush with my motor. So I did not have to lower them to go into my garage. So like the eights or the tens are really short. And you can typically, if you measure them out, you can get into your garage without retracting them. So like, I love my Raptors. They're sweet. They're quiet. They're strong. Like the one thing that's a pain is when I back into my garage, I have to have a remote, right? I have a remote in my truck and I lower them back in and then raise them back up to go all the way in. And then when I leave, I have to dip them down. So, I mean, some people will put the tilt brackets on their Raptors, but if, if space is an issue and height is an issue, the Talons are still a really good product. Yeah. AJ's just happy because his crankbaits are selling. Did you answer my question, Shane, about you being the guy that won the uh, John Cruz thing? Have you thought about adding a larger screen with a smaller unit? I'm not sure what you're saying, Shane. Are they still up? Is the sale over, AJ? I don't really stress on scratch and reels. Dustin's out of work. Ooh, Darius got some of the new drop. You're going to drop shot him? The news. I don't know. I saw it. Like, did you enter that? No, that doesn't. Maybe your profile pic maybe doesn't look like the person I saw. Let's see. No, I could probably pull it up on. Oh, what is going on? Nobody wants to hear you. All right, let's see. We gotta let's let's get to the bottom of this to see if this is the real. Maybe it was Sean. But I thought it was Shane. Let's see here. I still write Twitter, even though it's X. Let's see. I think it was on John Cruz's or was it on the Missile Baits? Must have been on John Cruz's. Get to the bottom of this. What? Where did I see it? It was like somebody congratulating him on a... Oh, Scott McNair. My bad. Got you all excited for nothing. All you McNairs sound alike, Shane. 
All right, AJ says they're still up on the site. Let's take a look. All right, here they are. Custom Booyah XCS 100s, regular $16 for $11 each. Look at these colors from AJ. I'll put this in the chat if anybody wants to find this webpage. So you got Little Largy, Bourbon Barrel Craw, Crappie, Sub-Zero, Chartreuse Craw, Nebraska Craw. That's one of my favorites. Cornfield Craw. That's not your best pitcher. A little powder blue. A little phantom green. It's almost like a play on demon there. It doesn't look all that different from... There's uh, the one I have. Oh, I mean, I can see some similar shades there. <clears throat> Ghost Bone, Baby Bluegill, See-Through Sour Grape. Oh, gross. Christmas Craw. That's disgusting, AJ. Those shouldn't go up till December. <laughs> Um, it definitely didn't get on plane as good once I put the uh, talons on, but which do you have the EFI 2.5 or do you have an Optimax with a 3.0? Cause I feel like if I would add the 3.0 Optimax, it probably would have got on plane a lot better. Cause that motor has a lot more low end torque. <laughs> yeah. That's happened to a lot more companies than people realize is the, uh, the overreaction to the COVID shortage has put a lot of companies in bad shape, not just in the fishing industry. I put a link. It's also a horseshoe tackle. Good night, Frankie. Yeah, there's just too many baits on Black Label. He's overwhelmed me. Can see that panorama on the free rig yeah my when i sell my used reels they will not be in pristine condition spoiler alert i've got some fish on my custom dt10s and dt6s for show I use my rod sleeves all of the time because I get way more rods in my rod locker and they don't tangle with them. I have no interest in reel covers. Ricky's a fan of the orange craw. Ben says nice baits. <laughs> Dustin's a fan of the ghost bone. Any advice from a walleye guy coming back to bass? Uh, you know, if if you were good with your electronics for walleye fishing, that should serve you well in the modern day of bass fishing. So that seems to be the trend. Ah, yes, Shane. He's talking about like, yeah, um, 
I have always thought like it would be really nice to be able to just run tablets <laughs> and not have to buy the screens. So you'll get there, David. Keep letting that paint fly. I didn't. There wasn't a. Was there a purple or a pink one you like, Carol? <laughs> uh, I think with the Opti, you will not notice the issues I had because mine was a 2005. So I would imagine that less of an issue for you. Yeah, Bayworks had some good stuff if you're willing to like take the time to go through the 24 pages and flip through the colors that were on sale. There was some good, uh, some good stuff there. Same with uh, Tackle Trap. And oh, I feel like there's another one if you want to dig around. No, I don't think I don't I don't think uh no they need to sell those baits. If anything, I would hold pat on Berkeley and expect more sales. That's my guess. I'm not that is not financial advice, Travis, but that'd be my guess. E7 on uh whatnot, please. You'll be too busy talking to kids and you won't get to bid on it anyways, TK. Uh, I definitely probably got a a Corrado Bantam Super Free that I'll probably put up there. Yeah, what's the deer report? AJ does make some good stupid tube hooks. That's also accurate. That makes sense, Dustin. If nothing else, they're good practice baits. <laughs> Talk to yourself out of a... You got kids to feed. You can't be ta talking yourself out of deer, TK. Yeah, no. This means big game's just going to be cheaper because they're going to have to clear it out. Stock up. Just go, yeah. Everybody go buy big game from Omnia. Use the code. We didn't even talk about the code at all tonight. It is one of the last few nights to use the Omnia November code before the December code. You can only use the code once a month. So if you're worried about big game going out of stock, go to Omnia right now. Use the code, save 15%, stock up on big game in case Berkeley goes under. Yeah. I feel like ghost colors are a little tricky on uh, on balsa. I don't think you quite get the same effect with wood as you do plastic. You like the... Uh... Are you AJ? Are you comfortable with people talking about your pocket knocker on YouTube? <laughs> are, are your bath socks not keeping you warm? <laughs> yeah, pure fishing is huge. I would imagine the Berkeley line would get gobbled up by somebody, right? They would sell, and I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, like I'm sure it would get sold off in chunks and some other company would acquire the profitable businesses. So clear balsa. See, you say you need to find ways to challenge Marty clear balsa. Seems like a really good challenge for Marty. 
Carl, you, you'll come on with some meat. I got faith. So, uh, Tim, I don't know if you heard this earlier, but David Fritz is fishing the MPFL, and on his interview with Luke Duncan earlier this week, he said he's not done fishing, and he's not done making crankbaits. So, you can still catch the pumpkin god uh, on MPFL this, this summer and get your Fritz sides and your Fritz fix. Man, we're Gaff says Waypoint can't give away Berkeley product right now. Because it's just there's so much of it and it's everywhere. <clears throat> I actually ordered some generals that were on sale. Because you can never have too many generals for tournament season. And I was getting low. I thought I had plenty, but I uh I ordered some generals. The Dream Team Tumblr is getting a little, a little low. <clears throat> so you just have too much selection, Gaff, I guess. Nobody... I, I mean, honestly, like... The way I haven't been to your store, but based on my understanding of your selection, people are not driving out to Waypoint to buy Berkeley stuff. I mean, they can they can get it at Dick's, they can get it on all the online retailers, they can get it at Walmart. Like, if they're going out to your store, they want they want something unique. So that probably makes sense. You like the crazy leg trigger cross? Tr crazy legs are the worst ones, Travis. Maybe I'll see if I can find some. Put them on and whatnot, Travis. I saw Stunna's eight dollars. I feel like I've seen them in eight dollars at other places too. Definitely seen Stunna's on sale in places. Yeah. I guess uh, Chatty Boys has them for ten ninety nine. They might have better shipping promos than Berkeley. I don't know if Berkeley has free shipping or not. So if you're only buying a few, it might make sense to order them somewhere else. AJ needs creature hogs for havoc prices. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. I feel like the Maxent, those little arms would... I feel like there's not enough of a connection point. There's not enough material there. I feel like a Maxent pit boss would be very fragile, but... Oh, Rusty's got himself some horseshoe tackle. There you go, Rusty. Hope you enjoy some of AJ's baits. I have enjoyed the ones I've gotten. I definitely caught some fish on them there. And AJ's got great customer service, and sometimes he throws stickers in your orders. There you go. I'm sure there will be uh, some deals at Berkeley and some rebates and some things that they'll roll out to get out of this inventory and create some cash flow. So 
I would watch for deals on pure fishing. That's for sure. So that means Abu, Revos, that kind of stuff. Well, there you go. You're pretty much sponsored by Horseshoe Custom now. If you get a sticker, Rusty, put it on the windshield. You got, uh, see, $16 baits for five. So you got 30% off. You're you're pretty much Horseshoe Custom Pro Staff, Rusty. Congratulations. Yeah, that probably didn't help them at all, those cull sheds. Feel like our, our viewership starting to to nosedive. We've hit the uh, one hour forty five minutes. Ooh. All right, I think we've hit the saturation point for tonight. I think next week we're going to do the giveaways with Punch. Stay tuned for that. Uh, just put up a kind of an interesting video that people seem to be like on uh, my seven ways to fix the Bass Pro Tour. If you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend it. If you came in late. We covered the one bass stuff. Catch the replay. Uh, that kind of stuff. I actually think TK, the, the viewership went down when TK joined. Um, <laughs> but we're going to wrap things up. Uh, watch for more videos. And uh, check out Hellbass on the MP3 if you haven't already. But we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thanks for supporting the, uh, the companies that support the stream. And uh, as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. And TK, shoot a deer. Feed your family. Good night, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>